Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Well, hello and welcome to the Hillsong Creative Podcast. This is Rich Langton. I'm so glad that you joined us. And I'm, I'm just pumped about uh, today's episode of the podcast. Uh, for those of you who've been listening, you'll know that we have been doing Team Talks. It's a new series that we've launched and uh, the response so far has been really great. So thank you to those who've listened and given your feedback. Uh, we really appreciate it and I'm so glad that you're enjoying them. On today's episode, we're talking about a topic which I think many of you will enjoy uh, and and you'll resonate with. Uh, the title is called, as you will have seen, Debunking Myths About Excellence. Excellence in our congregations, excellence in our teams uh, has been a focus for, I guess, you know, a number of years in churches. Well, we we figure there's maybe a few myths that have arisen, and, to, and today we've got some of our team that are going to be talking about those, and perhaps some, um, you know, helping us to get back on the on the on track with what excellence really is all about. So let me introduce to you Autumn Stara, who is our well, she's a Hillsong Worship Ambassador. She's a genius on on the keyboard, but apart from that, she's an incredible leader and pastor here at our Hills Campus in Sydney. Um, she'll be speaking, and then we've got Mashiri Gatiri, who's our CT, our Creative Technologies oversight for Australia. Uh, you will have heard him on the podcast before. He's incredible. And Nigel Hendroff, who uh, we call Droff. He's a guitar legend and a long time part of our team. I guess he has been an example to many of what excellence looks like, and he's got a lot to say on the topic. So we might jump straight in now, and I'll hand it over to the guys, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm excited today. We have got a conversation with a couple of my favorites. Um, we're going to be discussing today the concept of excellence. Ooh, and right. yes, we've got two of my favorites, Mushiri and Nigel, uh, here with us. Thoughts. I'll take and, that to the um, bank. Yep. Look, you're one of my favorites as well. Like, oh, thanks, guys. Unpacking the concept of excellence, I feel like is kind of fun because excellence uh, brings up a whole lot of feelings and a whole lot of preconceptions about what that actually means. Yes. Um, I feel like we can have a conversation today, which will be hopefully helpful to anyone listening, whether you're in a creative team, whether you're in Hillsong Church, whether you're in another church, um, wh wherever you find yourself, hopefully this is something that's uh, inspiring for you. Look, in the Bible, which is a good place to start, Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Right. Since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. And obviously at our church, which we're, both, we're all on staff here at Hillsong, excellence is kind of a key core value. Um, hmm. And I think that often excellence is misunderstood because excellence, what it, what, it, what it comes across as is you have to be perfect. You have to right. play guitar like Nigel. You need to sing Oceans Like Taya. You yes. need the world's biggest lead screen. Um, and so we love to engage in these discussions with people because <laughs> we know that, say, Mushiri in yeah. Australia, I think what we have like 38 yeah. campuses or? Yes, exactly, about, around about that. 
Yep. Right. And they all have different um, <laughs> venue sizes and yep. gear and equipment. And so we can't just put one outcome across everything and say excellence is the world's biggest PA. Yes. Excellence is having eight singers on stage. Yeah. And Ooh. so we we kind of I think in this conversation, I would like to debunk the myth of what excellence <laughs> myth is busters. and right. yeah, myth busters <laughs> and what excellence is maybe is not. Right. Right. Um, so Mashiri, first, I'll maybe go to you. What do you think excellence is and why does it matter? I think, honestly, I'll probably point back to the scripture you read there because I think excellence is a state of heart. And I think excellence, it starts as a state of heart. I think it has very practical application, which I'm sure we'll get to. But I think excellence is a state of heart and shows, it makes a statement of value. Yeah. It's a value statement you make when you bring excellence. So in terms of building the house and building the church and you know, doing what we are, I guess, called to do, bringing excellence makes a statement of value in terms of what we you're calling in terms of what the church is in terms of what the church is meant to be in terms of how much we value the message that we are responsible for communicating yeah. so many of those things but i think ultimately it is a state of heart mm-hmm. hopefully that answers the question but yeah yeah, so. yeah awesome nigel do you have any thoughts about oh look let me show you something up very well <laughs> Um, no, I want to echo echo what you said in you know when you opened up with that verse, and also what you said, Mush. Um, certainly, it's you know we we bring our finest to the Lord um, because we serve an excellent God. Yeah, I think you know. That's right. Um, the Bible is littered with references to you know on bringing your finest, to bringing skill, playing excellently, or you know br- bringing your excellence, bringing your best. So, um, so you, you're definitely right. It, it is a state of heart, a state of mind. It is an attitude. It's not like a, it's not necessarily a tangible thing. Like I can play ten scales, so I am excellent now. No, it's it's actually a, a constant um, moving target, if you like. You know, if you right, the further you progress down, whatever skill set you have or whatever you have in your hand to do. You know, like the more I play guitar, the more I realize I don't. It's know. not finite, is it? <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's always moving. You know, so like it's bringing your finest today. Yeah, I think. Yeah, your excellence today is bring your finest today. Is not what I've always my, my same. You know, three licks favorite three <laughs> licks that I brought for the last twenty years, or what I hope to do in the future. It, it's actually bringing my absolute finest today. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, and you know, within the church, sometimes it's misunderstood when yeah. we're asking people to be excellent or we're saying things like oh you know we we always do everything with excellence i've heard that kind of thrown around a lot and it can often get misconstrued as oh we want to be better than everyone or we we want no mistakes in church i i don't know about you but gee i have certainly made my share of mistakes <laughs> i have played wrong notes i've nigel's probably attested to all of my wrong oh, notes I that i've Nigel's played we all except Nigel have made mistakes. We all know that, man. <laughs> um, but I think it's worthy of noting that excellence is not equal to perfection. That's right. Um, excellence is a state of heart. It's a it's a posture. Yes. And kind of worth noting before we get into practicals, this this concept of excellence is far beyond just being a creative. It, yeah. it should carry over into every area of our lives, whether you're husband, dad, mom, sister, exactly friend. Right. Um, I feel like as Christians, we're called to live with excellence and we're meant to 100%. build that um, into our lives. So wherever you find Love yourself that. listening, yeah. um, whether you're a creative, whether you, whatever you find yourself, this is craft and beyond. This is kind of yeah. a whole life conversation. But in terms of this, we're going to specifically dive into um, 
excellence in terms of what it means to be a creative yeah. within our church where we find ourselves. So as you guys put it, um, if excellence is a state of heart, what does that practically look like? <laughs> so Mashiri, you, you know, you lead our audio teams and on a weekend, what does excellence look like for you or for your teams? I think when we like, especially if you talk, if you want to talk about weekends, which is I guess probably the most visible part of what we do, yeah. you have to start at what happens before the weekend, right? Totally. To be really practical. So yes, Sunday, yes, sound checks and all the rest of that. But you've got to you've got to talk about preparation. You can't look. You can't talk about excellence without talking about preparation. So even if you want to talk about the weekend and the service outcomes and quality of mix and and all that, which is fantastic. You've got to look at what work has been done before then. Here's a few examples. Rosters. Yeah. One of those things. Is, it seems clerical and administrative, and it is, yeah. but there's a reason behind that. There is, there's a reason why you care about that, because if you're doing rosters, it means you're placing value in what's happening on the weekend. It means somebody can prepare. It means you've thought about it. It means you can equip somebody for what's coming. So... I think when you break excellence down on the weekend, you can't help but go back into the week and go and ask yourself what kind of work goes in and yeah. what kind of effort goes into what happens Monday to Friday, right? Because yeah. then you've got to touch on training, you've got to touch on equipping, you've got to touch on like all those sort of things. You've got to touch on reviewing the past weekend. Yes. There's so much, yeah. you know, when you talk about Sunday, you've got to then you do the full cycle back seven days before yeah. and find out you've got to ask yourself what you've done in that seven day cycle that leads into this <laughs> weekend service, right? And then begin there. So that's, I guess, probably a good place to kind of, I guess, probably a really broad summary of what I would say excellence is. It's a comprehensive understanding of what it takes to get to the Sunday and then working backwards and making sure you're putting effort in all those places. Yeah. And it really yeah. is because excellence is our best in yeah. order to understand what our best is on a weekend. You really have to understand all of those components. Exactly. So things like a roster goes into what someone's skill level is, um, exactly. how they work well with someone else. Like it, it kind of, you really do have to know your team exactly. in order to roster for totally. excellence, right? Totally. And the thing is, you, like if you go, like talking about roster specifically, if I can use a specific example there, part of excellence is also in a sense, raising new people up. Yeah. But in raising new people up, you've also got to be wise and tactful in terms of how you do that. Excellence means being strategic about that. Excellence means that if somebody is new at something and it's maybe they, they've been doing something well, maybe on an, in, a, in another area that's maybe not as had as much profile or as much pressure or as much expectation, if you're going to introduce them into something that ha maybe has a little bit more responsibility, then, well, have you put the measures in place to make sure they can win? They can, yeah. uh, you can protect the service if you want to call it that. Or you can be able to make sure that they have everything they need to win and be able to actually feel like they've brought their best, but with a level of support, and you've done your due diligence, so to speak. So it's 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 one of, it's it's a very that's why kind of you said initially there. It's one of those things that's not necessarily defined by a you know a finite measure. Yes. Right. It's always relative to what it is that's happening in the moment. Yeah. And mm. all that. So Good. yeah. So Good. That's awesome. I like what you said um, about how excellence is in in all spheres of life, in all areas of life. Mm -hmm. And to add to what Wush is saying, um, you know, talking about the weekend, excellence to me is like, is, it could be as simple and as practical as showing up on time. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know? Yeah, um, totally. That's, that's like true. coming prepared, knowing knowing what the song list is before and actually having a think about what you're going to, yeah. you know, make sure you know the songs, make sure you know the keys, the parts that you need to play, those yeah. sort of things. It's as simple as like if my call time is 6.30 a.m. in the morning, am I out 
late on Saturday night <laughs> partying, you know, or am yep. I trying to get to bed early? Yeah. You know, it's a holistic approach to everything we do. It's not a Sunday thing. It's yeah, not right. a... Um, it's it's not just specific to a craft or a task. It's 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 everything that you do in life. I think. Yeah. You know, and we can obviously talk more about that. You know? Yeah, totally. I love that. So, and so then yeah. within our within our services and weekends, I guess you know that is one of the visible things we do as a creative team. Um, it looks different in different places. So, yes. for instance, we have campuses that have don't even have a full band they would have an acoustic band they would have maybe like a couple little speakers Mm -hmm. and that is a hillsong service uh, somewhere and and in contrast to the hills campus that's maybe streamed out live and it's got a full band and it's got a pa and it's got a bit big lead screen so let's talk about excellence in those two categories they look vastly different (laughs) but there can be an excellent acoustic service yeah how do we achieve that I, I think this is something that we, you know, from for the team, for my, the team and I, we are constantly, constantly wrestling with because the, to give a really, I guess, maybe to start with a philosophical answer, you've always got to start with the end in mind. In other words, what are you trying to achieve? Because especially in the space that I'm in, in terms of the technical components that make up a service, it can. It's a bit of a wild west if you start with start talking about gear as your first port of port of call. You've got to start your conversations at outcomes and a conversation about why and a conversation about what it is that we're trying to achieve, and the value system of going. If communication of the gospel, let's put it that way, is the ultimate there, then you design your system in a way that actually achieves that. So the end goal is not the system. The end goal is what the system achieves. Hmm. So if, if, for example, if from a financial perspective, financial resources or from a team perspective, a team is not able to either sustain or achieve a certain level of technical outcome, it is asinine to think that just pouring more resource into technical gear will give you a better outcome yeah. just because there's yeah. a perception in your mind about what a bit of gear gives you, yeah. right? I think sometimes you can achieve, to, to coin a cliche, achieve more with less, but it's on, it's not about more with less, it's about more with the appropriate and more, more calculated, I guess, um, choice of gear and, and decision-making because we're a church and I guess we want to make sure we, st- we, we, we actually don't forget that. I think the outcomes that we have are not technical. The outcomes that we have are actually, if I can be really honest, are actually spiritual and actually about the gospel getting 100%, out. 100%. Right? Yeah. So you've got to make sure that even as a technical, like for myself, as a, somebody leading a technical space, that we don't lose sight of that. We can fall in love with the technology. Yeah. And it's fantastic, but it is always ever a means to an end, yeah. never an end. Right. I love that. So from yeah. a design perspective, whether it's allocation of resource and one of the things, excellent thinking also means you have the big picture in mind. Yeah. In other words, if I tell my pastor I want a $10,000 console, there's probably going to be, especially at a small location, there's probably going to be something he has to forego somewhere else in church life. Yeah. So if I can bring to him a cost-effective option that is $2,000, $5,000, that also empowers him to be able to do more with the rest of yeah. The, the finances, resource, the yeah. resources that we have as a church to go further and do something. That could be the difference between running a kids program from day one or not. Yeah. So I think it's just that broader, broader understanding of going that we don't just kind of get our tunnel vision and mm-hmm. go, oh, what can, what's the best stuff we can get? How, you know, how much money can I spend? No, it's about, hey, 
what are we trying to achieve and is it in line with the broader vision of what my leadership is trying to achieve yeah. hope that makes sense 100% yeah. I, I think that. I think we're debunking yeah. the myth that bigger is better oh, 100% <laughs> but what you, what you said before and I like to maybe uh, I don't know harp on that a little bit more is the outcomes is knowing your outcomes knowing right. what you're trying to achieve um, th- there's here at Hills where we're all part of you know where we're recording this at the moment Hills has a certain outcome it has a certain look you know but if you try to take that same model if you like and put it in a campus of a hundred people how 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 is that excellent how is that going to work it would be the opposite of excellent yes exactly (laughs) counterproductive correct but but knowing knowing your outcomes is is so important knowing your congregation in in the church sense you know or knowing what you're trying to achieve i think is is so important you know if you want to bring it right back down to the individual i mean um from a muso point of view, I've had, I've come across uh, musicians, guitarists that are so brilliant. They 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 can play so fast, yeah, and they're so technical. Um, and I, I sit there and I marvel at them. But then, and I've I've seen these people in certain <laughs> church services, and they don't know how to adapt. They don't know how to slow down. They don't know how to yeah. actually list, look and listen and pay attention to their surroundings and what the actual outcome is you know (laughs) so you have an acoustic service all of a sudden because there's 50 people in there you're not going to rock up with a big loud guitar amp and shred people's faces off you're gonna play a little differently you're gonna maybe have an acoustic or do you know what i mean you know um so again mush what you're saying you know know your outcomes and it's yeah i think when you think about um it's near impossible, if not definitively so, to separate um, excellence from stewardship. And I go stewardship because it's not just from a financial perspective, but even just what Nigel is saying in terms of what am I actually responsible for? I've been like, there's, a, there's I guess, a responsibility that's been afforded to me to be able to deliver a certain outcome. So I think this, uh, this stewardship, stewardship, good stewardship anyway, says that I understand context i understand why i understand purpose and from that framework then i make decisions on you know technical um you know choice of gear um time allocated staffing like all these things that seemingly i just kind of like just really standalone things out there they need to be informed by all this understanding here mm-hmm. that we're all actually are trying are we do we or are we all on the same page in terms of what we're trying to achieve out of this, whether it's a new campus, whether it's a service that we're designing, whether it's something that we're doing, do we all understand what we're trying to do? And are we all pointing our resources in that direction? Or do I have some brilliant outcome that I have in mind, right, that I'm just trying to inject into everybody else's, um, I guess, you know, agenda, so to speak, because I really care about what I'm trying to do. The idea of humility in there is is, there is huge, is massive, because mm-hmm. there are concessions to be made in terms of when we if a team is going to be cohesive. So excellence is interesting because, like you said at the beginning, the first thing that comes to mind is doing things awesome, and it is. But when you, I think when you, the more I found anyway, the more you dig about this, it's more, it's actually got a really, really multi-layered, um, I guess, expression if it's going to be what we needed to be within the church space. And I think it's exactly like what you're saying, that it's context, it's purpose, it's, it's stewardship, it's all those things. Yeah. And another thing that I'm kind of hearing 
is that excellence is not about me, it's about us. That's fantastic. And so it's That's it's great. actually, it's not That's about great. how good I can be. It's it's about what I can bring so that we are together the best we can excellence be. Excellence should yeah. include great. people and 100%. not exclude people. You yeah. know? I think um, excellence doesn't mean, like you said before, doesn't mean perfection. Yeah. But I think it's... We shouldn't be afraid to bring our finest, you know. If yeah. we have someone who's very skilled at something, sure, get that person, you know, doing whatever they it's in their hand to do, you know. But but excellence will then mean that person saying, "Come alongside me, let me show you what I can do," so that you know, and then we all can, you know, be excellent together, yeah. as opposed yeah. to excluding and like showiness, you yes, know, like 100%. like uh, right. this. Good. Bringing perfection on the guitar. I'm speaking from my point of view, you know, and not wanting to include anyone and saying, "Look at me," you know, this is what I can do. It's it's not it's not exclusive. It's not it doesn't exclude people. It gathers people. One hundred percent. Excellence in worship should gather. So we um you know recently in our services because as a church one of the mandates on our house is is bringing the generations through. And to your point, a, a few. Sundays ago, towards the end of church, we began to kind of bring our youth singers forward and have them lead out songs and some of our youth musicians. And I love the fact that excellence in that setting is actually laying down your instrument or laying down your microphone and inviting, making space for other people to come through. Because it's Mm -hmm. not just about my outcome and my rusted position actually sees beyond that. Um, it's fantastic. I yeah. wanted to tell a quick story. N- Nige, you might remember this, but <laughs> several years ago we um, took on a campus up in Brisbane, which in Australia is a different state. Yep. It's, it's north of here. And there was a 8 a.m. service. And so we <laughs> took a team up and Ruben was, was leading that service. And we had kind of never done a weekend there before. So we rehearsed. We had this beautiful set. We had, you know, it, it was polished. It was brilliant. It was perfect. And we went off the side of stage to kind of do our normal praying for th- for the service and then our we have a five minute pre-roll that plays so during that we we're all getting ready to load stage and we looked out at the audience and what we hadn't been told was that that 8 a.m service was mostly for senior citizens and it was people were coming in their walkers and their <laughs> wheelchairs and it was right. and it was completely different from what we ima- had imagined we, we had a really big I think we had some big praise song at the time that we were going to play that was quite drums and rowdy and I'll never forget Reuben turned around and looked at us and he said watch me and so we kind of crashed out and we watched him and we changed the entire set on the fly and we did hymns and we did how great is our God and we did you know all of the classics and I remember being so wow. impacted. You, we, we kind of would look out during praise and worship, and there's people with one hand on the walker and the other hand just lifted high in praise. Mm, and afterwards, they were so grateful that these senior citizens coming into church didn't know what it was going to be like joining a Hillsong church. And I've, I remember as a little young keyboard player being so impacted that one of our worship leaders was so in tune with like their job and the excellence about their job wasn't just executing their set it was actually going what do i need to do to lead this congregation well and i remember just being so impacted that that was excellence it wasn't in this this, we probably made more mistakes because we changed the set last minute but for what we needed to do that was the most excellent call that could have been made yeah 
Man, I love that. It speaks about servanthood, really. You know, 100%. Excellence and how, how, do, how do I serve the people around me better? Yeah. You know, like I said before, it's, not, it's, never, it's never one size fits all in what we do, you know. It's looking at, again, you know, talking about outcomes and 100%. Can you imagine if we did the praise songs and yeah. did the drums and the guitars and the, big, <laughs> the, the lights? Like and we the, would have felt like we were amazing, but we would have alienated the, the very people we were there to serve, right? Yeah, that's right. You know? Put our agendas aside <laughs> and serve the people. Yeah. So in terms of kind of practically, if we can add like a second layer to this, we've talked about how excellence is bringing our best really to any scenario. I think we can maybe add a secondary layer that says excellence is our progressive best, meaning that we all continue to learn. <laughs> and so my best today is hopefully better than yesterday because right. I would have learned something yesterday. <laughs> and I enter into today and, it, and then hopefully tomorrow I've learned something today. So my best tomorrow is better than today. And it's kind of this progressive accumulation of knowledge and that I – Hopefully, excellence, my excellence a year from now is miles beyond where I am yeah. now. Um, can you speak to that in terms of maybe your own personal journey? Do you, you know, Nige, you, you play guitar around the world. Do you, do you ever just feel like you've arrived or what's, <laughs> well, I, I know arrived. you don't, that's why I'm kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. You know, if you just click on YouTube and look at, you know, if you just type in awesome guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a million brilliant like shredders on there that just play so well you know and that's actually a good sort of you know i i do that and i'm like i know my place <laughs> you know and <laughs> i definitely haven't arrived but um look look to i guess to to put you know to flesh out what you're saying um what you're asking i think it's just knowing that i've brought my best for today you know so if look i've been playing for 30 something years <laughs> now if i'm playing the same three chords that i started with you know, my uncle taught me the d a and g chords you know around a campfire <laughs> one day um now if i'm still playing those and all i'm playing is those same three chords that's probably not my today's excellence that's not my best today yep. do you know what i mean yep. i like to think that over the 30 something years i've i've been diligent and i've practiced and i have I've learnt more stuff. You know, the Bible talks about Psalm 33, um, verse 3, I think. It says, um, sing to the Lord a new song, play skillfully and shout mm -hmm. for joy. Now, there's so much you can unpack in that. Um, sing to him a new song, play, play skillfully. It doesn't say play averagely or play bad and moan with sadness, <laughs> you know. It's, 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 it's <laughs> shout for joy, you know. There's joy in bringing skill. Yeah. You know, and it's a sing to him a new song. You know, when you when you when you learn more about your craft, when you practice, when you're diligent with it, you learn something new. Um, you're able to bring something new, and there's joy in bringing something new. Yeah. You know, um, so it's just knowing that whatever I have in my hand to do today, that I've that I'm doing it with the best of. You know, and I'm stewarding what you said, Mush. You know, I'm stewarding my my gift or my craft well yeah, right. with the resources that I have in my hand. Yeah, I love That's that. Great. That's awesome. And speaking of learning, and you do that so well, Nigel, yeah. oh, hero. Thank you. <laughs> um, speaking of learning, you know, we, we've all been in this COVID season recently, and we've, over the last 12 to 18 months, kind of had what normal is uh, just turned on its head, right? So, Mashiri, yeah, right. we, you know, we've kind of worked together on this, but we went from kind of basically over one weekend 
pivoted our entire way that we did church to to you know being online and not in the room and talk about learning my goodness <laughs> i think i think we're still learning daily still, yeah, um, still do you are. have anything you want to add to that about how how we engage that conversation or? i think we spent and are still spending the, we spent a 12 months of intense trying to figure out what we'd want to do and <laughs> i think excellence like if if the if the if the conversation around excellence was ever challenged was last year because i think you know even for us around here we're talking we've done church life within Hillsong Church for an extended period of time. So we have a level of understanding of what, you know, progress looks like, about what, you know, what we're trying to achieve in terms of, you know, what we what we present on services and everything else. But I think last year was interesting because in a sense the rule book went out and there was no roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what excellent looked like was very, very, very much challenged because it wasn't finite because we didn't have an end game. We actually did not know. We, to, if we're to be really honest here, we actually didn't know what we were trying to achieve. Yeah, That's actually, mm-hmm. this, it began there. And so the wrestle wasn't about the execution. Well, it was about the execution, but it was more about what are we aiming at? Yeah, And I think excellence in that regard became this conversation about trying to kind of unravel what, the ex- what church, ex- what the expression of Hillsong Church is in a season like this, yep. where the things that are familiar were not accessible or not available to us. So, if, so for us as a technical team, for example, we had to reorient. Like, if I can be really practical, the front of house team, for example, who are the guys who do audio for the people in the room? Well, there's no people in the room. Yep. To do front of house for. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do? So, what does the, what does excellence look like for the front of house audio team? Well, that looks like contributing to the audio team in another way i know part of a lot of the team there became broadcast audio operators for a season yeah so just retooled got back into it and contributed in a different way right and everything else so all that kind of stuff i know our camera teams right people are are largely our team that at least the team that i'm responsible for the team that i work with we we do live in the room um i guess camera work but overnight People had to There's learn no how to think about being in a studio <laughs> yeah. and working in that environment and retooling to be able to achieve that. Yeah. So those are two very practical examples. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that the idea of retooling, but still trying to I guess keep clear what we're trying to, what we're about, was actually quite the journey that we were on and are still on. Still on. Yeah. So what do you think framed that? Do you think like knowing the outcome, all of a sudden it's like, hang on, there's no one in the room, like you said. Yeah. So people watching on their computer screens, on their iPhones, on, yep. you know, how did that, having that as the end goal, how did that change? Well, that's exactly right. Because it's, it's, it's to, be, to be really practical, as an example, using the idea of the, using the example of the cameras, camera plots had to change. Our measure of progress, where we, we as a team know how, our, our measure of success, if you want to call it that, or our measure of, you know, hitting the mark, so to speak, is measured largely from what the room experiences that's what we're used to that's what we it's familiar but we had to measure impact in a very different way Hmm. we had to measure how things were translating through a lens so you had to in a sense disconnect from what the room was doing get yourself behind a camera or a screen or a monitor and try and understand how this is translating to the people on the other side both from an audio and a video perspective, lighting and everything else. So we had to retool a lot of those skills, at least quickly learn and pick up nuanced, you know, kind of change, kind of reorient some of those skills to be able to kind of have a different frame of reference that's not sitting at front of house, looking at a big screen, looking at a thousand people around you, but going, does this make sense when it shows up on YouTube? Yeah. Because I feel like that could be said from 
like from a lot of points yeah, from of every view. perspective like exactly from a, right from a yeah. platform yeah. point of view <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden like our worship leaders can't say come on let's all sing together and you know um yeah. <laughs> there's there's no atmosphere in the room yes you know what I mean? so from the front the, to the back yeah <laughs> all that sort of stuff and so practically we would do things like short shortening instrumentals because 100%. when there's a big, yeah. giant right. free worship section, there's not an auditorium full of people, right? Exactly right. Yeah. So exactly I think right. practically we had to pivot quite a lot to go, how are we going to keep serving exactly. our audience? How are mm-hmm. we going to keep serving our congregation? Our arrangements needed to be really precise, even our, but our playing as well. You, you can't hide behind the reverb in the room <laughs> and the, the ambience in the room and people yelling. There's none of that, you know, so whatever you play it gets very exposed on a record so totally. all of a sudden it's it's um simplifying a lot of the live methods that yeah. we had and just understanding the outcome of oh this is actually a record it's like a studio record now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you play differently yeah. in the studio than you do live let's, let's be honest so yeah <laughs> I and, so. yeah sorry go ahead oh go ahead. no i was just yeah. gonna say and with that even the the unseen elements of with online church we merged five or six teams and all of a sudden people that hadn't edited were editing now and i know in a lot of global campuses our creative pastor found themselves editing on tools and doing all sorts of things (laughs) and there's there's been frustrations over this season and working together and you know forming new team structures and i think um I think we all have to keep re- reminding ourselves that actually excellence isn't a service without mistakes. Excellent isn't a perfect video export. It, it, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's that heart, right? And that yeah. posture and that spirit um, that comes first and foremost. Yeah. Very quickly, kind of in closing, yeah. I wanted to speak to, as we here in Australia, we have kind of d- done a few months of online church and then we've come back to in the room and what we found is a lot of our teams are you know maybe we're coming back to 50 percent of what the team would be and you know mushy may have had you know 20 front of house operators maybe now we have 10 yeah. or at a small campus maybe there's not even enough band to yeah. you know to do <laughs> yeah. a full band and I think that's probably a reality in in you know in a lot of different churches and creative teams mm, that right. we're walking back into a new normal. So I think I would love you know if if we have any thoughts on how we continue to build excellence when maybe we're, we're only building with half of our team again yeah. we're entering that rebuild. How do we continue to do what we do with excellence? That's the million dollar question, isn't it, <laughs> right? Which I feel like, I don't know if I have the answer, but I guess maybe I'll say this, is that in the space we're in, I think it's been interesting because what we felt like we needed to do is begin by understanding where people are at. And I go, I go back to the idea that we are a church, and I guess so our people are, not, are, never, or never, are never meant to be a means to an end. So, for example, when we go back and now we can meet and we can rehearse and we can do sound checks and deliver services, I guess to be really careful on one hand to that we not just engage people because we need a front of house guy, for example. Yeah, 100%. We do, don't get me, we do need front of house. We, we do all these roles that did need to function. But I guess the entry point for the conversation has got to be somewhere, has got to come from somewhere deeper, has got to come from somewhere of understanding where the person is and being able to rearticulate why. Yeah. Why would we want and request and ask you to come and be part of this team? 
let's not assume like 2020 did a lot of like we disrupted so much so let's not i felt like we cannot assume on anything that maybe we felt like we kind of had in 2019 so things like affirming why and communicating purpose and communicating what we're about really crucial and then progressing to the conversation about hey we still have a mission. We still have the great commission of ex taking the gospel as far as it'll go, as far as we can take it. We still have a, and the reason we want a team on here is because we believe in what we're about. We believe that in this season and in this world global global um, pandemic, if you want to call it, there's a re there's a place there's a place for the gospel. Probably more front footed than, than and that's why it matters that we want a team on Sunday morning because we need this message to go further. So I think it's been that it's been more of a recalibration of making sure that when we re-enter the space of you know live services and our teams yeah. are active again, that we've affirmed we come out the gate with a very firm understanding of why, yeah. and then progress the conversation about okay great we we know why right let's talk about what yeah. And let's talk about retooling. Let's talk about ex, you know excellence in terms of getting 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 our, our bearings back around our gear, and you know what do we need to upskill in? Hey, cool. So we know we may need to kind of recruit more people and do more training and do all that. So it's all these kind of things, but it's a very nuanced conversation. And hopefully, hopefully the leadership that I would bring or the, some of the team would bring would do the comprehensive journey with people and not just go straight to okay, cool Sunday morning for a house roster. Yeah, I need people. Well, you do, but hopefully we've done the preceding conversation. I hope that makes sense. I hope that yeah, answers cool. your question. And also kind of just realizing that where you're at is where you're at. And again, yes. that's, I think, why we've laid the groundwork to go. Excellence isn't a particular outcome. No. Mm -hmm. If you're in a campus and maybe half your team have moved on to, you know, move back overseas yes. or different things, where you're at is where you're at. So totally. you can be excellent wherever you are. Exactly. If you've got two singers and an acoustic, you can provide an excellent service. You can yeah. have meet the presence of God with what, with, you know, to speak biblically of like Elisha and the jar of oil, That's like what exactly is your jar right. of oil? Mm -hmm. Where exactly where is your team? Where do you find yourself? And kind of realize that wherever you are, there is something that you can do. Find yes. that thing and do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, and and I think that sometimes right. we get it's into perfect. the striving mode when we go, oh, it's got to look like this. <laughs> and so I've got to force twelve people into doing this, but I don't have those twelve people. I'm going to be burning them. But it has to look like this. That you got to pace your progress, right? Right. Yeah. And if great. we can get out of our own heads sometimes as That's leaders good. and go, excellence for this season might look like we, in a way, rethink what praise and worship looks like, or we rethink so that we can better serve our team and our people. I think some of those things are ways that we can even not burden our own selves with, yes. with the burden. And kind of just quickly in closing real life scenario we're about to head into sunday and we've had a bit of an outbreak here in new south wales and um <laughs> we find ourselves heading into a weekend of mother's day and and mm -hmm. we're unsure whether we're going to be in the room or whether online where whether we're going to be online and and so even the reality that we face is going what is church going to look like and you know nige as a music director what what are you thinking about in in terms of mm -hmm. Where does your head go? <laughs> well, you how know, do, how do we... <laughs> even as you're speaking, that I remember when when 2020 first started hitting us last year, we were doing worship with just an acoustic and a vocal, you know, and just a piano and a vocal. It, you know, that was a big shift from our yeah. big bands and the lights and the cameras yeah. and the LED screens <laughs> and right. big sound, all that sort of stuff. You know, if we need to go back there, we can go back there, you know, yeah. because we still can meet with God with, yeah. with one instrument and one vocalist, you know. God's sovereign. He's going to show up regardless, you know. If we, you know, right. So, um, so uh, 
you're right. It doesn't. It's not how. It doesn't need to look a particular way. It just needs to serve a particular outcome. And if the New South Wales government says you can't meet like this, <laughs> then we will f- still find a way to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we've had fun having this discussion. We hope that it, we hope that anyone on the other end, hopefully, it's inspired you. And I think, kind of in closing, I'd say kind of two things. If you if you feel like you're the person that you don't have enough and you're always going oh i don't i don't even know where to start just be encouraged that you can start where you are Mm -hmm. and um you can be the best with whatever you have identify what it is that you have and bring your best and that's kind of the start to being excellent and if you're the person on team that maybe you feel like you do have it all together and you're wanting to keep getting better maybe just take some of advice of what nigel is saying was keep innovating keep learning let your best be progressive and hopefully together we can continue to build the kingdom and grow in excellence together I hope you enjoyed that team talk about debunking the myths of excellence. And I hope that it's really helpful. Uh, Why don't you grab some of your team, the people in your world, and maybe have your own team talk. Uh, We'd love it if you would sit down and think about debunking some myths around excellence in your world. You might want to start with some of these questions, which we've also put in the show notes. For example, personally, am I bringing excellence to my creative contribution Or am I coasting? Number two, as a team, what are the outcomes we are trying to achieve and which one of those do we need to up our excellence in? Or a third suggestion might be what's one thing we can do differently this week to be more excellent toward the people in our team? I pray that those questions are helpful to you. I hope they help you move forward as a team and I hope we see you next time. All the best. (music) 